0: morning and welcome back to Consecrated. I want to hit pause uh, from the ordinary teaching uh, just for a moment, just to remind us where we are at this stage of the preparation for consecration so we can appreciate uh, the spiritual exercise that uh, the Lord has us uh, engaging with, right? So when we know where we are, we know what not only the Lord is doing, but what we can do to engage with God. So where are we at this stage of the preparation, I bring you back just a few days ago, where together last Thursday, we appreciated Mary and how she would have felt when she arrived in Bethlehem and heard that there was no room for her in the inn. There was no room for her in Jesus and Joseph. No, just there's no room for you, and how that affected Mary, and as she is reaching out to us at this stage of your life, she wants to have access to your heart. And imagine what it's like for Mary when in some way we say, well, there's no room for you in our hearts. In other words, we can say yes to the preparation, even yes to the consecration, but we can still have aspects of our life or places in our heart where we aren't consecrated to the Lord, right? It's not set alone for God. There can be aspects of our life that are set alone for us or even have have, have sin there or patterns of, of agreeing with temptation. And so we, we are having a, a sober conversation about our moral life right now simply for the sake of making room for Mary. That's why we're having the conversation. And today, kind of on the heels of where we've been the last couple days, I just want to remind us about the promises made and the fulfillment. When God makes promises to us, he always comes through on those promises. Like, for example, God made a promise to Israel that he would send the Savior. Now, of course, we know that God came through on that promise. He fulfilled the promise in Jesus Christ. And of course, as we, as we appreciate the fulfillment of that promise, it was far better than anyone could have expected. Not only did he send them a Savior, but he sent them a Savior who gave himself as the ultimate sacrifice on the cross, Right? God made a promise and he fulfilled the promise and the fulfillment was far greater than anyone could have expected. And Mary is, you might say, front and center, right in the middle of that story of the fulfillment of God's promise. God, God made promises to Mary and he fulfilled those promises. Now we don't know the exact words, but certainly God made promises to Mary that she would, she would not be alone God made promises to Mary that he would be with her as she was raising the child Jesus. We we do know that he made a promise to her in the Gospel of Luke that she would uh, find Elizabeth pregnant, and God fulfilled that promise. All right, so what we know is that God makes promises, and he fulfills those promises. Temptation makes promises, and never fulfills the promise. Inside every temptation in our life, there is a whisper. Ah, if you just do this, then you'll feel this. Or if you just get this, well, then you'll have this. Or if you just try this or think this, then you'll experience this, right? Temptation makes promises to us. And because of the nature of evil and the nature of the tempter, the enemy, it never comes through on its promise. It never fulfills us long term. Of course, there may be a temporary sensation. Of course, there may be a, a, a temporary moment of false consolation. But that consolation never lasts because the nature of evil, it's, it, it can't sustain us the way that God sustains us. And yet, there's always a promise whispered to us. In every temptation, um, it is promising us something that it's not going to come through on. But we are attracted to the promise. We're attracted to what it's offering. And and we somehow think that this might be the time where it's actually going to come through. And when we are sober, not necessarily physically, but spiritually, when we're sober and alert as St. Peter says in his first letter, and we are able to recognize what temptation is offering us, then we are able to more disciplined, you might say in our spiritual life, understand the reality of that temptation. Especially if we have had the discipline to look back on our history of sin and to analyze, okay, what was promised me, and yet it never, ever, ever came through. What's, what's, what's your favorite temptation? <laughs> what, what temptation just continues to hook you? If you just start with that one, just one temptation, and then ask yourself, wow, has it ever come through the way you thought? Has it ever fulfilled you? Has it ever had a sustained fulfillment? Then we are more able to say no to that temptation the next time it's promising us something. Now imagine if you were able to actually sit with Mary who wants your holiness more than you do and who wants to protect you more than you do. Imagine if you were able to sit with Mary today and she was able to help you come to some clarity about, oh, that's that's why I keep doing that or, or, or that's why I, I fall into that temptation. So here's your spiritual exercise today. Pray one decade of the rosary and again, pray it real slow. Hopefully, as you continue to engage in the spiritual exercise You are coming to to have a different pace. So pray it slow. And at the end of the decade, just stay with Mary. Sit with her. Imagine her right there with you. And ask her to reveal to you, what is it that the biggest temptation in your life is promising you? And then ask her to reveal to you the empty fulfillment that never came. As I said to you yesterday, trust the process, hang in there. Let's ask the Lord to bless us today as we learn about the unfulfilled promises from temptation and therein are reminded that God always comes through on his promises. God bless you.